Welcome back to the Twilight Tears. This is our fifth episode. We're your hosts, Julia. And Lakin. And on this week, we're going to be focusing on the ex-Virginia cop who catfished a 15-year-old and then went on to kill her family members. We would like to have a little disclaimer in the beginning that we have done a lot of research on this case. However, in multiple sources, there were a little bit of discrepancies and inconsistencies. So when that happens, we'll be pointing out... um, what the inconsistencies are in our speculation on them. And I also would just like to disclaim that we are recording this episode over the phone, so it may be a little fuzzy at some point. So as we kind of said in our intro, um, this is an ex-Virginia cop who met this girl on Omega Omegle and kind of catfished her from the night that they met. Um, Apparently the Times reviewed nearly 4,000 messages provided by the woman Um, that kind of offered deeper insight into, like, what was going on through Edward's head. Um, The messages showed that Edward's repeatedly pressured her to share nude photos of herself even after she disclosed that she was barely a teenager because when they met, she was 13 and he was 20. That is sick. Like, that is a seven-year difference. I couldn't even fathom. People have siblings seven years apart. Like I I do. Right. Like, that's... (laughs) It's, yeah, it's crazy. disgusting. And it's um, disgusting that he's a cop, too, who's supposed to be keeping kids safe from people like this, and this is his behavior. Well, I don't know if he was a cop at the time that they were messaging when she was 13. Oh, that's now, true, because he was only 20 at the time. But still, they were messaging when she was 15, and everything went down, and he was a cop then. So either way, she's not even 16 years old. By the time everything goes down, it's just messed up. Um, The woman did reveal that she had not... Actually, this... Okay, so this is where things get kind of fuzzy. So, I think that with all of this and between different articles, there is two women that are being talked about. One of them said that she did not share any nude photos whatsoever, but the other one said... And I think this is the other woman... um, she said, this guy stalked me and groomed me when I was a child. And then she said that she shared with Edwards nude photos of herself while she was a child. Yes, I think that was the 13-year-old at the time. And then um, the, the person that he had more recent um, communication with, I think she was 15. And then that was the family that he murdered. Yeah, I think the one that did not send nudes was the family that was murdered. Yes, as soon as um, he asked her for nudes and then she said no, she stopped or she stopped talking to him after that. Yeah, I think actually I had read that once she kind of like blocked him on other things, he actually found her on like Facebook or something and she never that. told him, she never told him her real name. So this dude was like a straight up stalker, figuring out what her real name was based off of like pictures. Well, and not only that, but he was a cop at that time with right. this girl. He right. can look up anyone's where they're like sending information from. Like he has access to everyone's information. Yeah. It's just, it's, there's so much to unpack with this case, so I guess I'm just going to kind of read through my notes and um, we'll kind of break things down as we go. 
So it says here that Edwards was detained for a psychiatric evaluation after cutting his hand and threatening to kill himself as well as his father. And I believe that was in 2016. So definitely had some prior history with like mental illness for sure. And yeah, there was definitely some early signs there. And once again, none of this, which I know we'll get um, into later, but it's just as we're talking about his like psychiatric, like his psyche eval mm-hmm. and being detained, mm-hmm. none of that was brought up in his background check for when he was um, becoming a deputy. That's literally what I was going to say. Had they done a background check on this guy, there's no way. He should have been allowed to be a cop in any world. And I don't know if you saw this, but when I was researching this case, he actually wasn't even allowed to have any guns anymore. He was court-ordered all rights to having guns. It's absolutely insane. Insane. The fact that then he was a literal cop having a gun when by the law he wasn't allowed to, then trying to enforce the law like none of it makes sense to me no it does not make sense at all um kind of some background the 13 year old and the 20 year old first met um in october 2014 on omegle um an online platform like if you don't know it's an online platform that randomly pairs users to communicate so on a day later on october 25th they began talking on skype and the pair bonded pretty fast but then the conversations quickly turned like sexual so I think he definitely knew what he wanted from the start and the fact that he wanted it from minors just makes it that much more gross disgusting yeah um clearly no other 20 year old is going to just have a friendship with a 13 year old because no it's just weird it's extremely odd just weird I agree um He said, this is a quote from one of the messages that they found. Yo, what the F? I said I wanted tits waiting on me when I got back. And he wrote that on October 26, 2014. And she replied in all capitals, I'm sorry. So, obviously, she just did not want to send this stuff. And he was kind of, it seems like, because he, that whole message that I read was in capitals as well. And it kind of seems like he would get angry if she wasn't giving him what he would want. So there's probably some, like, rage mixed in with mental illness that just led to everything that goes down. Um, Definitely was abusive. And like she said, like, he was grooming her and stalked her. Like, she was 13. Like, you were in middle school. And this, he's a grown man. Like, it would be scary. Like, you Mm -hmm. don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get in trouble. Right. there, there's also some, like, troubling things from his past, so the messages also revealed that he would repeatedly drop homophobic and racist um, slurs, including the N-word, and then he said that he was under the impression that the girl he was talking to was black, and he would send messages like, in quotes, you're black, right? And then he also said, which I don't this is just weird. Yeah. He said in quotes, I have jungle fever. Let's do this. Like, what, what does that even mean? Oh, my gosh. He just... was just odd. He was very odd. And what he was looking for, why are you, I don't even know. Um, 
He also definitely knew that she was a minor. Um, they were talking about trick-or-treating, and apparently she had asked, are you going trick-or-treating, or did you go trick-or-treating? He said, in quotes, I totally did, am 20. She said, in quotes, me too, am 13. So she straight up told him her age, and he just continued to message her, like nothing. That is so sickening, and you know she was being, like, I don't know, I just feel so bad for this girl, like, she's a pure little 13-year-old girl that was just, I know. oh, like, I'm going trick-or-treating, and, uh, right, like, I don't, it's just horrible that people are disgusting, and, I mean, literally, if anyone would have done a background check on this man how on earth was he supposed to be an enforcer of the law no i know every every, there's a million red flags on him yeah it's just yeah it doesn't make any sense at all um the messages showed many ups and downs in his emotions and reactions like one day he would express humor and then the next day he was he would express like sadness and like despair so I think his mental state was definitely, like, not secure in any sense. Um, He spoke about... he definitely has mental illness. Yeah. He spoke about not liking his father. Um, The woman said that he would intentionally starve himself when he was depressed, and then he would also talk about how he was always hungry because of the lack of food and then also the lack of money. Um, This is a side note, but... So he tried to kill his father, which is then why he ended up getting that psyche eval, mm-hmm. or threatened threatened to kill his father. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't really think there was a ton of information on that then. No. But when he became a deputy, his dad wrote him a letter of recommendation to get the job. Yeah, there's definitely so, some family, definitely something going on, yeah. dynamic, yeah. For sure. That's a very good point because how do you go from your son trying to harm you to writing him an evaluation? Like, Like, is he scared of him too? I don't know. But is his dad a cop? I don't know. for him to get the job so quickly. Yeah. He got a lot. I don't know. That's a very good question. Um, Then it said the conversations often would turn into suicidal and self-harm conversations. Edwards would say that to the woman that she was the only person he had and he would threaten to kill himself if she ever stopped talking to him. And then he would often show his handgun and knife collection, like, over video. He's gaslighting this poor girl. Oh, and gaslighting is no joke. We would know. No, no, (laughs) no, it is not a joke. It is horrible. He is literally abusing her mentally. Right. And it's just, that's... It's just horrible. Like, he's a sick human. Yeah, he really is. Um, Then he expressed that he wanted to fly and see her in person. Um, But then on January 27th, 2016, so this is like two years later from when they initially initially met, um, the 14-year-old told Edwards that she wanted to break up with him. And then messages show how he pressured her into saying, like, never do that again, please. Like, never again. That really hurt. And then he said, listen, this is in quotes, listen, there's no obstacle that's going to stop us from being together if that's what we both want. It doesn't matter if you're 14 and not technically allowed to do blank yet. So. 
gosh. I don't understand why he keeps saying if it's what we both want. Like, obviously, she, she clearly doesn't does not want that. So, I just don't understand why he keeps saying, well, it's what we both want. No, sir. She told you she doesn't want that. Um, yeah. So, it's just really weird that he just keeps pushing that. Um, he told the girl over chat that he wanted to kill himself, but he wouldn't because he loved her. Um, obviously some very weird things going on mentally, as we've said many times. Um, EMTs were summoned to the home where Edwards lived with his father in the early hours of February 8th, 2016, because Edwards has locked himself in a bathroom and then cut himself. Um... After being removed from his home, Edwards was evaluated at a psychiatric facility in Bristol, Virginia, and then he was held under a temporary um, detention order. So, he, this, okay, this, these next quotes that I'm going to read are, like, major red flags for me. Um, Edwards told the girl that he was in a psychiatric facility and that, quote, the therapist tried to figure me out, but they didn't find anything wrong. And then he goes on to say, yeah, I actually knew a bit about how those places work, so I just told them everything they wanted to hear. So they threw me out in two days. So so he literally oh knew the system, worked the system just to get out. It's... That's, um, yeah. Literally, if they would have received any of these text messages, too, about him saying, like, oh, like, I'm going to kill myself or whatever... Mm-hmm. That would have never happened, but that is so scary that he, like, just knew how to work the system. And, like, was he looking up all of this? Like, how do you know all the questions that they're right. going to be asking? Right. Like, was his, like, he lived with his dad at this time, so he's, what, 20 and doesn't, at this point in 2016? And doesn't that make you wonder if, like, in that psych evaluation, he just did the same thing in the psych evaluation to be a cop? Yes. Like, he probably played the system so That's many times. I, and this is complete speculation by my part, but he was the only um, person that applied that has the check mark for the background check wasn't hit, and they rechecked everyone else, and it was a human error. So someone did not do it, and I don't know if it was purposeful oh, or accidental. That's odd. Is a it's a little sketchy if you ask me yeah that's very weird especially he had three recommendations from police officers <laughs> so far out i don't even know so like, what to say just know how to work the system he probably definitely he, he probably definitely did i feel like he's definitely a manipulative person like we see the gaslighting we see the mental illness he's probably just trying to manipulate everything and everyone around him just to get what he wants what he wants um i mean yeah so in december actually no um she blocked edwards on skype in 2016 the year she turned 15 but he continued to send her messages from different facebook accounts for years and then this is when she reported she was scared because as i said earlier she never revealed her real name to him and then in december 2020 he messaged her from a facebook account and he wrote hey with a sad face she messaged back and told him never to contact her again and then blocked him from that account. So a few months after that interaction, so a few months after December 2020, this is when he applied to the Virginia State Police. 
During the hiring process, he disclosed that he had voluntarily checked himself into a mental health facility in 2016. So that's a lie right there. He yeah. did not voluntarily check no. himself into the mental health facility. He was detained. Right. So like. that's definitely, like, an important detail. Um, and then in July of 2021, around five years after he was institutionalized and had his gun rights taken from him, Edwards officially entered the Virginia State Police. So How can you even enter in the State Police Academy if you have your gun rights taken away? I have no clue. Like, you have to have a gun. He, on January 21st, he graduated from the academy, and he resigned after less than a year and applied for a job as a deputy with the Washington County Sheriff's Office, listing his own father as a reference, as you said. And he started that job on November 16th, 2022. And side note really quick, Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to say multiple um, police officers and articles said that it is very rare and a big big red flag that he wasn't even um on the state academy for a year yet and he was already leaving they said that's very suspicious that should have been a red flag on the spot like Mm -hmm. and before becoming a deputy you should have like five years right right you need at least like one to two years of experience i know i would love to know how this man just continued to get himself hired and accepted into programs when he in no way shape or form should have been in any of them no Like, he's a very manipulative person. Yeah, for sure. Um, On November 25th, he drove to Riverside to meet the 15-year-old girl who police say he had catfished online by telling her that he was 17. So what I just said about, you know, he drove to Riverside to meet that 15-year-old girl, I think this is the different girl because he had catfished this girl by telling her that he was 17. The other girl... He just straight up told her his age, and this one he did not. And I would also like to point out the timeline that he just got a deputy job on the 16th, and now this is the 25th. So this is literally, like, just over a week after his new job. Um, I'm assuming maybe he – this is all my speculation, but I'm assuming that maybe he took this job because he had more flexibility, and this is how he was able to get time off to drive to Riverside. I agree. I think with – the new job he and he also had access Mm -hmm. i mean i know that as in the state police you have access as well but being a sheriff deputy i think you also have a ton of access yeah and i also would like to say that he did buy a house yes 11 days before the murder yes he moved into it Mm -hmm. And and on that house Um, A neighbor told TMZ that he blacked out all the windows of the home with car tint and it was nearly impossible to see through them. So that makes me believe that he was totally premeditating what he was about to do in California. I agree. The whole timeline of it, like nine days before you go to California, you get this new deputy job and then you just move into a new house and no one can see inside of it at all. It's yeah, it's well, he the job he had was in Virginia and so was the house. But I think that he maybe just switched so he had more flexibility to drive. I mean, literally across the country. Um so this is where the actual like murder part takes place. So on Friday, November 25th, officers were dispatched to check on the welfare of a girl who appeared distressed while getting into a red car with the man. Um 
He then left with the girl and drove her in his red Kia Soul into the desert where he engaged in a shootout with the San Bernardino County authorities. Now, the shootout happened because this was just hours after the bodies were found. He left. So he went, killed her family members, which I'll get into, and then he drove off with her. So this was his, like, attempted kidnapping. Um, so... He entered her home and killed her grandparents and her mother, and then he set fire to the house. So the victims were 69-year-old Mark Winnick, his wife, 65-year-old Sherry Winnick, and then their daughter, 38, um, Brooke Winnick. So he definitely, and the saddest thing is, the timeline of it all, if he kidnapped that girl, you know he killed them in front of her. That's what I have I read from the neighbor like she was just completely distressed like the neighbor had to have seen from like her appearance that she was not okay and she did the right thing and she called right like as soon as she saw that she got in um the red kissel yeah and you know it I mean I think the whole thing is so sad and horrible and then according to the Winnick family's neighbor um when the bodies were being removed from the crime scene, they were bound and gagged. So I've been searching, I know you've been searching as well, to figure out, like, how they were killed. And I can't get anything, like, super specific, but that was one thing that I found that was interesting. Like, every article that I read was, like, we're waiting on the, you know, like, the manner of death. The manner of death has not been, or they haven't released the cause of death. So, not a lot of information was released there. No, there's not a lot of concrete evidence that we can, like, say on this case. We know that for sure the house was, like, burnt down. Mm -hmm. And obviously he's a suspect that it was, like, purposeful. Yeah. But we don't know. And, like you said, we think that they were killed before the house yeah 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 the timeline is definitely not totally um set in stone but that's just kind of what we found another interesting fact that i saw was that the neighbor also said that edwards may have been stalking the family because he had noticed that a red kia soul weeks before the murders took place like circling around the house and driving through the area and that was the car that he drove when taking her like, that's the car he was driving when he kidnapped her after the murders, and that's what he was driving in the shootout. So, I think that that's I mean, definitely, I like, an definitely, interesting piece of information. Yeah. Um, I agree. And then, during that shootout, he apparently used his service weapon to shoot at law enforcement before turning it on himself. So, he apparently killed himself during the shootout, and then the teenage girl was found physically uninjured. So... I just, I don't know. I think that that's, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I know that this may be, like, a little controversial, but he, like, is such a coward, and as soon as he got caught, he literally then just shot himself. That's what I was kind of thinking, too. Like, he knows that's the easy way out, and he took it. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's, again, like, he was trying to manipulate the situation. He couldn't get control of the situation, so he took himself out of the equation. Exactly. Like, what he he was in a shootout with police with his own, like, 
yeah um, I don't know it's yeah. just crazy and then the woman who communicated with Edwards years earlier so this is that first girl we were talking about was baffled that two law enforcement agencies has hired him she said it's just crazy that he was able to become a cop with me knowing his mental health issues the woman said I don't understand how he got past everything because it was so prominent to me that he had so many issues just from talking to him in that time period so I mean, I completely agree with her statement. I do, too. I think like that... A I background think, check was all that needed to have been done, and maybe or maybe not, it could have, like, pre- or, um, prevented this situation mm-hmm. from happening. Mm-hmm. But, like, he wasn't allowed to have his own guns anymore. He clearly was mentally unstable yeah and then how was he in a place where he could have power and control which i mean just kind of goes off of his entire personality is he likes to be in control of the situation he likes to be manipulative and it's just i mean he really was a horrible person i think and to go after like young girls and then Mm -hmm. like kill their family I think that this case, if this case reiterates one thing, it's how important mental health is. Had there been yeah. screenings done like there should have been, um, you know, have if people were to have, like, taken, not that people don't take mental health seriously, but, like, if more screenings would be done and, like, if reports of someone with mental health issues come up, they need to be taken so seriously because had he even been, like, properly medicated or put exactly. in a facility and actually held in a facility for more than two days, all of this and could have been prevented. Through, like intensive therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I mean, and I think there's a lot of errors on like many people's parts throughout this case too. Like the law enforcement agencies that hired him and like the academy. I just I think that there needed to be so much more done than what there was. And Yeah. I think just, I think this whole situation potentially could have been avoided. So, I agree. It's I just think sad. That, I mean, we've said it before, we're huge mental health advocates, but... Yeah. Like, him confessing to his, um, like, in his interview when he was saying, oh, I admitted myself into a mental health agency, and, like, probably, I'm assuming he just kind of laughed, brushed it off, and so did, like, the interviewers. Right. Like, these are, like, we, I think people do need to take these, like, and these things seriously. Another thing, like, now that you bring that up, like, when he said that he voluntarily admitted himself, had they actually done their background check, they would have seen that he had not checked himself in, that he was ordered to be there. Exactly. Like, they would have seen that, and they would have been like, oh my gosh, this guy's lying, why would he be lying about that? And then that would have been brought up even more red flags right. about him. Right. They could have found all of the police reports, everything on this the guy. court orders, everything. Yeah. So, this is definitely an interesting case. I mean, the whole thing unwrapped over, like, an eight-year span. Like, it was... He's been messaging underage girls for eight years and was just never, never caught. And it's no, sad. I mean, everything really escalated in 2022. Like, when that girl, the yeah. the first initial girl, when she said, never talk to me again, 
that's when he found this new girl and things really started to escalate. Like, he didn't take two years of talking to her like he did the other girl. It was, okay, I meet you, I get into the academy, I get this new job, and within two weeks, her family was dead. So, it was... I can't even imagine. No. I could not imagine any of that either. It's actually horrific. So definitely i mean many many thoughts and prayers out to the both victims and you know to the family 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 members of those who were killed it's just a terrible situation terrible situation so yeah i think that's really all of the information we have unless you have something that you want to add no i think we covered it all and i think we'll both be on the lookout for um, the investigation findings, if they, mm-hmm. you know, report anything else. Yep. Um, yep. About this case, so we um, can always do an update. And this is kind of off topic, but not really. Um, as Lincoln mentioned, we are trying to continue to film our episodes on a schedule, and we're trying to make do, but we both go to different colleges that are, like, four hours apart, so um, one of us will probably be on the phone every week, so if one voice sounds louder like mine and one sounds quieter like Lincoln's, it's because one of us is on the phone, but we're trying to make do because we love our podcast, and we love making episodes for you guys to listen to, so. Yes, so we are trying our best. We thank you all so much for listening and continuing to listen to all of our episodes. So we will see you guys later this week. Bye.